This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 105. Well, hello. And welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. And I'm Brett Hurst. And we are marriage educators and co founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Had trouble spitting out my name there. Oh, that's a relatively difficult thing to do. Well, we're glad you're here at the podcast, the old podcast. Been doing this a while now. Yep. Want to introduce a New segment before we get started called What's Kelly's Beef? (laughs) The reason I wanted to do this is because you always have beefs. and I'm not the only one that always has beefs, but I'm willing to share my beefs. Why deprive others of you and your beefs? That's right. I think it's it's wise to share. So do do you have a beef today? I do have a beef today. My beef is when... You are standing in a line or you're in a line of cars and the person doesn't move up to fill in the gap of the person who moved up in front of them. You mean they're not paying attention? Well, usually. Sometimes they're not paying attention. Sometimes they just don't have self-awareness. Okay. But my self-diagnosed OCD really gets bothered when the person won't step up and fill in the gap. Because you want to be making progress. Yes, and I like my ducks in a row, and I like my line to move forward when it's supposed to be moving forward. I'd say your self-diagnosis of OCD is is a pretty good diagnosis. Yeah, it's very good. (laughs) One of many. I'd say you ace that (laughs) (laughs) self-diagnosis. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, let's jump into today's episode. All right, thanks for the beef. The title is, What Do We Expect from Modern Marriage? What what do we expect? What, do, what does everyone expect? We as a culture, yes. the institution of modern marriage is having a dilemma moment. Is it now? Especially in the U.S. I've done some research on oh, this. All right. Enlighten me. <laughs> well, back in the day, back in the olden days, marriage was more of an arrangement. And it was generally built on economic or political security patrimony. So you're talking about historically until about the last 200 years. Yeah, 150 to 200 years. Okay. Marriage was kind of more of a- An arrangement. An arrangement to benefit families typically. Uh Right. Even keeping bloodlines together, which that phrase makes me want to barf, but- (laughs) Right. You know, just, it, it it was not necessarily built around love or self fulfillment. In, in most or, cases. Or mutual fulfillment. Yeah, exactly. Right, okay. And now what we want is a promise of complete mutual fulfillment. Right. We want... We've swung to the other side. Yeah, we want it all right. from our marriages now. Where's my fulfillment? That's right. What We want the best of both worlds. We want security as well as passion. We want familiarity as well as novelty. 
consistency and spontaneity. Goodness. And we want dependency and autonomy. Like we just, we want it all. We are mass consumers of mass quantities of mass expectations. Yeah. And actually, well, there's a quote, I'm going to ask you a question in in a minute, Brett, about what you think, where you think this comes from. But one of our favorite relationship thinkers and authors is Esther Perel. We've quoted her before. She has a book called Mating in Captivity. And here's a quote from that book that I just think is spot on. She says, today we turn to one person to provide what an entire village once did, a sense Mm. of grounding, meaning, and continuity. At the same time, we expect our committed relationships to be romantic as well as emotionally and sexually fulfilling. Holy cow. Is it any wonder that so many relationships crumble under the weight of it all? We're asking too much out of... I think we are asking a little too much. Right. Modern marriage has become very self-focused. Yeah, like everything else. Self-seeking. Yeah. And I think our new entitlement can leave us very disillusioned when we don't feel like our needs are being met or when we don't feel like every one of our needs are being met. Well, we certainly see this show up over and over again in counseling with couples. Yeah, because I think this this litany of expectations is a huge setup for failure because if you're not getting every single need, need, every single desire met, then you feel like you've fallen short, you've chosen the wrong mate, and you might as well get out and try again, you know, and- And if the weight of all this falls on one spouse- to meet all these, you know, what if they're sick? Yeah. What if they're having a bad day? Yeah. Oh, and, and, you know, as we're recording this, we're still in COVID quarantine right. era. Sure. And lots of people are having some bad days right now. Oh, yeah. You know, it's rough. And so here's the, before we, you know, just kind of like really analyze this, I, I, I want to be careful around having this conversation. I want to make sure I do it with nuance because I don't want to sound as though, I don't want people to be happy sure. or that people aren't deserving of successful relationships. I mean, you and I wouldn't be in this business if we didn't want that for people. That's not what you're saying. No, but I just think it's time for the institution of modern marriage to kind of evolve again. Mm-hmm. And what does that next iteration look like? How do we take, you know, kind of the best of the old fashioned thing Mix it with the new fashion. Now, every time I hear the phrase old fashioned, I cringe <laughs> well, because people say old fashioned this, that, and the other as if there's anything new under the sun. No, but you have to admit that culturally marriage looked different and was arranged differently 500 years ago oh, sure. than it was now. Yeah. And that's all I mean by old fashioned. Like, how do you take the best of both cultural no. ways of, of doing marriage okay. and- Make the best. I appreciate you defining your terms. (laughs) So here's one thing I think is really important to consider. And this is something that comes up a lot, Brett, when you and I work with couples is research shows that people who have more social resources and more people in their lives to talk to about various issues, they tend to do a little better in marriage. And when you say social resources, what do you mean? Well, I just mean... Relational tools, that kind of thing? I do, but I'm also talking about just people in their lives. Yeah. So Family, structure. When you and I talk with couples who are isolated, 
and they don't have a maybe a lot of close friends or mentors or you know extended family or peeps. people they don't, they don't have their peeps yeah who they can really kind of talk to when they're mm-hmm. fr- and not and I don't even mean they need to talk to all those people about their marriage woes right right i'm just talking about having other people to share their life with right. in terms of you know, dreams and goals and, and you just know, getting advice, personal interests. Yeah. Yeah. Getting hobbies. advice and counsel from one another. And, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it might beg the question for couples to say, you know, what areas do we want to invest in with our partners? And then what areas of our lives do we want to invest in other relationships? Like, for example, you know, there are certain hobbies that maybe you and I have that we don't share together. Sure. Not everything's a common interest. Exactly. And so I can have, I have a girlfriend that I can talk to about this. Right. My daughter and I can talk about this and mm-hmm. you and our son or our daughter can talk about something else. I don't have to watch all those documentaries with you. All the true crime documentaries. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that's what I mean by more, just more support, more mm-hmm. social support is mm-hmm. kind of what I'm talking about. And like you were saying with the examples of a church home, Mm -hmm. neighbors, friends, Mm -hmm. colleagues, you know, just even people online who you share an interest Mm -hmm. or a hobby with. I think this lets our partner off the hook a little bit for being the end all Mm -hmm. of our happiness. Yeah. Yeah. It's great for men to have men's small groups. It's great for women to have similar types of groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just other peeps, as we were saying, to bounce things off. Now, what do you think, because we started to kind of go down this road a second ago, but where do you think this consumer mindset comes from? Is it just we're all consumers and so we've just adopted this in marriage or? I think sociologically, yes, the consumerism just keeps increasing year after year after year and the smarter our computers and smartphones and everything else get and the quicker technology moves, the quicker information moves, we want more and more mm-hmm. delivered to our front door, you know, and all that. Yeah. But I also think back to there's nothing new under the sun that we're just human natures. We're self-centered, as yeah. we said before. So we've always had this issue. We've always had this problem of wanting everything we want. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said a few minutes ago, I, I we don't ever want to imply that we think you should... <laughs> be miserable in your marriage or anything like that. I mean, who's saying that? No, I just like, I don't want to swing too far and act like, hey, if your needs aren't being met, just deal, you know? Right, right. So here's another quote that Esther Perel writes in a different book that she wrote called The State of Affairs. She says, contained within the small circle of the wedding band are vastly contradictory ideals. We want our chosen one to offer stability, safety, predictability, and dependability. And we want that very same person to supply mystery, awe, adventure, and risk. So we want them to be boring, but not boring at all. Exactly. We want them to know our every thought and yet not know us and have to get to know us. Right, right. (laughs) So it's a real issue you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, and again, I think all of that's fine until we reach the point where we really are expecting our spouse to provide something that they are incapable, one person is incapable Mm -hmm. of providing all of this 
self-actualization and mm-hmm. happiness and it's just too much weight and too much pressure. Yeah, no, I totally agree. You know, on our marriages and our our spouses, I think. Right. Yeah, and not that couples shouldn't continue to develop and try to increase intimacy between each other. Mm-hmm. They should always be trying to yeah. move towards each other, get closer to one another and so forth. Yeah. But like you're saying, we were not built, we were never built to be the end all for one another. Yeah. And that's the part that's been mythologized with Hollywood eyes. I mean, yeah. Disney. <laughs> Disney eyes. Everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, just. Yeah. That they live happily ever after. Yeah. You can live happily ever after, but that doesn't mean you're going to get every need met by one person. Yeah. And, you know, to take this to a spiritual level, of course, you and I are coming from a a faith tradition, but we believe that there's, you know, God is the only one who can be our end all, you know, who can be our Mm -hmm. savior. And and when we try to put our spouse in that place, oh, it's too much. Right. And they'll, they'll always fail, I think. Yeah, it's aggravating for both parties. Yeah, I'm reminded of a funny response that really I think was spot on. A few years ago, you and I were having lunch with a couple and they had been married a long time like we had, mm-hmm. a pastor friend of ours. And we asked them, you know, well, what would you say your secret to a happy relationship is? And he just kind of thought for a second, he goes... I don't know. We both came into this with kind of low expectations. (laughs) And you would think that sounds like, oh my gosh, so unromantic. But actually that probably has served them well because they didn't place so much responsibility on the other person for making them happy that they've ended up being very happy. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Well, you definitely came into our relationship with low expectations. (laughs) Well, you said, and you didn't tell me till we were married 10 years yeah. that you thought because, because we were both kids of divorce. Yeah. If well, we got, mine, mine weren't divorced yet. My, my parents divorced after you and I got married, well, but close enough, yeah, but yeah, d- some differences. But you told me 10 years into our marriage that going into our marriage, you thought if, Hey, if I can get seven years, that's pretty good. Yeah. I really, I, I, I was, was horrified to hear. I but. was on a wing and a prayer for sure. Yeah. Cause I just didn't know. I didn't really have a lot modeled in front of me of mm-hmm. what a healthy, I mean, I love my parents and, and oh, they yeah, taught me too. a lot of great things about relationships, but in general, I just didn't have a whole lot of that in front of me to look at. So I just was like, okay, we'll jump in and try this and see if it works. And thank God, he was gracious enough to give us a lot more tools in the process and well, I us think, from <laughs> yeah, crashing I, and burning. I think you made a lot of sense <laughs> in putting this little ditty together. Well, good. Well, if you would like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. And we also hope you will follow Home Encouragement on Instagram. And if you've got a topic or question you would like for us to discuss on the podcast, please email us at thehursts at homeencouragement.org and we will do our best to get it on the air. And we hope that you will share the love by rating us on Apple Podcasts or Podbean. And we would be thrilled if you would write us a review. We've got to get our reviews back up after our link broke a few months ago. So that would be a huge help. Also like to give a special shout out to Podcast Rocket for engineering this episode. Thank you so much, Podcast Rocket. And thanks so much to our listeners for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all. Mm-hmm.